right, welcome into the Best Coast Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Brandon. I'm here today with a special guest. We got Zach here with me, and of course, the Worth Brothers, Josh and Jordan. Heyo. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hey, thanks for having me. I'm a longtime listener, first time caller. Yeah, uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, took a drive down uh, the Oregon through Oregon into California to to hang out with Zach. So we uh, decided to have a special episode here to have him on with you guys. So we're gonna have a pretty fun episode. We're gonna go through some news and notes, and then we got uh, some keep trade cut, some you know early round, mid round candidates here on like who you would take, who you would you know, rather reach for in there. And then I got a, a fun little game of uh, could it happen plan that they haven't seen any of these, these documents that I've put together to see, you know, the likelihood on a scale of one to 10 that they think a player, you know, might be able to make something happen. So we'll run through those there toward the end of the, the episode, but we'll, we'll get it started with uh, some of the news that's happened. It's been a couple of days since we've recorded. So there's been a lot that's happened. Um, we can start out with uh, the Geno news. Uh, Geno Smith was named uh, the starter um, this uh, after the last preseason game because Drew Locke uh, really, really stunk it up. Um, played like the Drew Locke that I knew. Uh, three Didn't interceptions. Expect anything else? Honestly, I did. I thought he might be able to sneak into the starting job, but it was uh, it was real bad. And quickly after the game, he was named uh Gino was named the starter so um you know I don't know what that does I think that's actually probably better for DK um it's absolutely better I yeah agree. definitely I mean DK sure had he had some pretty good games with Gino last year so uh I think that actually helps him quite a bit um I, yeah but this uh, offense is capped either way yeah true but but for DK I actually did a little a little digging this morning um with just a five game sample size with with Gino he was putting up over 16 points a game, and obviously you can't really extrapolate that over a whole season, but had he done that, he would have been wide receiver five with just the points he had with Geno Smith starting. So, like, I don't really hate it, honestly. That's uh, not bad to hear, actually. I, I, I don't like five-game sample sizes, but I do I do like that production. Yeah. I mean, you can't, I mean, you can't hate I'm, on it because Drew Locke was – I don't think he could have produced with him at all. I agree. <laughs> I'm taking Amon Ross St. Brown with like barely more than that. So, you know, like I think DK Metcalf has proven himself as a, you know, a really good player. And if if he's already shown that he can maybe get it done with Geno Smith, you're probably right. And this is the better scenario than having Drew Locke out there, like being Drew Locke. So. So another one, this one doesn't have too much fantasy relevance because Baker was named the starter, but uh, Sam Darnold suffered a pretty major high ankle sprain and he could see IR to start the season. Uh, I don't, I mean, it doesn't really have any implications on, on fantasy right now because like I said, Baker was named the starter. So I'm not really sure that that's going to do anything, but it's still something to monitor in case something did happen to Baker early on in the season. So um, another one is... uh, it appears as though Ronald Jones is likely to be cut by the Chiefs. He's trending that direction. I'm not sure if that is more they're set on CEH, but also kind of the camp, you know, news with Isaiah Pacheco and what he's been doing. Um, Superstar so Isaiah Pacheco, hundred percent. Isaiah Pacheco. <laughs> his his hype his hype meter is definitely up there. So only on Twitter. Yes. I don't know. I'm, yeah, he's, he's, he's been going. Like, he's been going. If you can take him in your last round, then sure, and see what happens week one, and if he actually has like a decent, you know, like a decent workload. But otherwise, yeah, it's gonna be Ceh. I, I may be totally off on it, but if you can get somebody to give you something of value for Isaiah Pacheco, like take it. No, I've seen I've seen some crazy yeah. trades for Isaiah Pacheco. Like, if you can get some of the <laughs> stuff that they're offering for that right now, you definitely do it. Um, People have gotten one, first round picks, and like, yeah. yeah, you should take that every time. But please don't trade like a twenty three first for him. Like, don't don't reach no, that far for him. It's just guy. like a a last round type thing. Probably won't even go drafted in redraft leagues. But if you're doing a dynasty startup, it's not someone bad to take a flyer on later on because you don't know he could take something over. So Jordan, you want to talk about the next one? The 
Abrams. Um, I'll take it. Josh, okay. Josh here. What's up, everybody? Uh, New Orleans is. Uh, they cut Abram Smith today. He was someone that I I liked as a late round, you know, very last round flyer, um, just because of the possible Camara suspension. But as that trended towards not happening this year, the team went ahead and cut Abram Smith, and that's just kind of to be expected when he was a fallback plan, anyways. So uh, it's it's really just more of a good sign that Camara is not going to have any kind of suspension this year, and they know that. Uh, maybe even Jordan more on that. The next one. Go yeah, ahead, go even more than that. that. He, uh, I mean, is Abram Smith good? Like, are any of us like worried about that? Like, they still have four running back signed currently, um, inclu- including Alvin Kamara. None of them are world beaters. I don't think anybody thought Abram Smith is going to be a world beater. I, no, it, it's looking like Kamara's not him some money, so I liked him. Yeah, I mean, but they still got uh they they got some veterans. They got some youth. It's not a. I don't think it's a big shakeup one way or another. Ingr- and, Ingram in the preseason game the other night, I saw he had like two touchdowns like early on in the game, like right away. Guy still runs somehow. I don't know how he's still doing what he's doing. It, maybe in the first like three weeks of the season, but yeah, yeah. So another one is uh, Drake London is still not practicing after that knee injury. Kind of worries me a little bit. I mean, I know it's they're hold they're probably holding him out, but the fact that he's not really going through. Uh, too much of the team practice uh, is is not really helping him a whole lot. I mean, I think that's probably bigger for Kyle Pitts than it is for him. I know they don't have many pass catchers there, but it's something to monitor early on in the season uh, just to see how, how that plays out, what's going on there. Uh, so we have two pretty crazy news here. Uh it was originally announced and we we were going to talk about uh, Brian Robinson getting um, uh, supplanting uh, Antonio Gibson as the main runner and for the commanders. And just before we got ready to start recording this episode, it was announced that um, Brian Robinson was shot in an attempted carjacking. Um, you know, thoughts and prayers go out to him. Heard it's non life threatening, but hopefully yeah, but he, he can. Shot multiple times that's crazy yeah Yeah. here he's in stable condition um you know hopefully everything works out for him he pulls through all this and he can you know get back on the football field i don't i don't know a lot about what's going on but this is this is bigger than fantasy football really so you know it's sad to see because he was making making some headlines and he was really making a stamp on that that starting spot there and it seems like now he's uh going through going through something else just a freak freak accident there that you know just a real roller coaster of like well a span of 30 minutes i got notifications saying he they were taking antonio gibson yeah and then got another notification thinking oh somebody's tweeting something late following up and oh no he got shot yeah just earlier in the day he had showed like an hour before he had showed me the tweet that said that he was you know gonna get it and he was gonna we were talking about him moving up in the draft boards and then all of a sudden it was like you know not even three hours later i think he it was announced that he had been, you know, shot in the attempted carjacking. And, you know, I've seen some stuff. Be, be mindful when you're on Twitter, too. Like, pay attention to the timelines, too, when people are are tweeting stuff. Because I've seen some people right after they announced that he was going to be the starter, you know, they were tweeting some stuff about, you know, sell Brian Robinson high while you can. And then people were going at him about, you know, it's insensitive. But pay attention. Sometimes they, they may have posted that as soon as that first set of news came out. Right. Not after this, you know, uh, the the attempted robbery. So, you know, yeah, make you sure you're watching that. Of the doubt there. Yeah. Yeah. I saw one guy just he was just getting blasted. And he was like, I like he got on later after he was getting like threats in his DMs. It's like, come on, guys. Like, you should right. notice he posted that beforehand. You know, so, the timestamps. Yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. It's not that hard. They're right yep. there. So, yeah. you know. It definitely changes the Antonio Gibson side, but you know, that's just on the fantasy football side. Um, you know, thoughts and prayers definitely go out to, to Brian Robinson and, and hope he uh, has a speedy recovery there. Do you think yeah. Antonio Gibson's still going to be returning punts on Sunday? I don't think so now. No. I don't think they can now. I mean, I it think also they, makes I think... Washington kind of a interesting landing spot for like Kenyon Drake or someone like that, but it could, Ronald it could. Jones. Ronald Jones. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, it's something to keep an eye on. I, I personally, I'm still fading Antonio Gibson still don't trust him. Obviously they didn't trust him. He has fumble issues, all of that. He could still end up on the outside looking in, uh, depending on what happens the rest of the off season. So uh, just keep, keep, keep an eye on that one. 
The last bit of news we have is uh, Deontay Johnson suffered a AC joint sprain in the preseason game, final preseason game, came down awkwardly after catching a pass. Beautiful catch. Um, and uh, he left the game, and I'm not sure – how long he's going to be out, what it means. I'm sure we'll get some more news as the, the days go on. Have you guys heard anything about the possible timeline or anything like that yet? Well, they also lost TJ Watt to an injury in that same game. Ouch. And uh, yeah, so that's that's interesting just for the team as a whole. I haven't really heard anything major for Deontay Johnson. Josh brought up earlier to me that like uh, people have played through this injury before, it sounds like. so. Yeah, Josh Jacobs had a AC joint sprain, same kind of injury a couple years ago and played games, but it's the kind of thing where you could get taken out at any point in the game. So that's... They uh, could get aggravated or re-injured, so... In the post game, Tomlin came out and said, you know, had it been a, a regular season game or a real game, he could have gone back in, like obviously mm-hmm. maybe played through play, played through pain. But, uh, you yeah. know, in, in a preseason game, especially the last one, you don't really want to risk it, especially exactly. with TJ Watt you know, going down as well. That's a, that's why preseason games are so tough for me because I just, I don't know, I see so many of these injuries happen, especially this weekend, game three, because it's when a lot of the starters end up playing, and it's just, ah, it kills me to see this weekend. Well, the, the yep. degenerate fantasy football fan of me is screaming at the TV to let the starters play, but, you know, there's a very real-world reason they don't, yeah. they don't listen to me off from my couch. You know? We're only two weeks away, so we... <laughs> We can survive this one, I think, but uh, just keep an eye on it. Uh, you know, I, I, I think is did Dalvin Cook have this same type of injury when he dislocated his shoulder? It was it a similar injury that he ended up playing through. And I mean, that guy takes a beating out there. So, you know, yeah, I would imagine a lot of guys he could that wear similar injuries. I think probably get some shots and make himself, you know, keep yep. going through. So that's pretty much All what right. it is. Well, you get a shot on the sideline into... and play through the pain. Yeah, let's move into the the keep trade cut. So I'm going to give you guys. Uh, three sets of players that are pretty similar ADP. Um, and you guys tell me it, we'll go with a half point PPR league on this one. Half point is, PPR. Is this dynasty or redraft redraft? Let's go with redraft. Right. It's redraft first redraft weekend. Essentially a lot of drafts are happening next weekend as well. Happy but draft weekend, everybody. Exactly. I've seen some crazy weird drafts on Twitter the last couple of days. Oh, I wish I was in some of those leagues. Yeah. Um, home leagues can be really weird. It's even better when they post like, yeah, this was my $150 league. And they end up with like Justin Jefferson, uh, Derek Henry and Mark Andrews. I was like, if that's a $150 league, I want in that league. Like, I got Christian McCaffrey in the 12th. Yeah. Like, please yeah. Like, let me in. Um, so we'll go with, we're going to start in the second round. Um, Three players, who would you rather have keep trade cut? Debo Samuel, Aaron Jones, and Tyreek Hill. Keep trade cut. We'll start with Zach. Zach, who would you keep trade cut and and why? So this is this is a little difficult for me. Uh, I am definitely more of a dynasty player than a redraft player. Um, so that's definitely going to change my evaluation of all these three of these guys. Um, but for me, the, I, I think it's obvious, at least to me, uh, Debo's the, the keeper. Like that guy's a stud. I I'm not a 49ers fan, uh, but he has this just amazing ability to not get tackled. Like he'll get Jack hit. The Cowboys fan has to throw, and yeah. he's not a 49ers fan. <laughs> right. I watched him just not get tackled repeatedly against us as we lost. Um, <laughs> the for me the the next two, um, honestly, a little bit of a coin flip. Uh, I'm a I'm actually a big Jones fan, um, but I feel like he's getting a little overrated with his ADP. Uh, they're going to split carries. I mean, he's going to touch the ball a lot. But Tyreek Hill has that, like, he just got to touch the ball once and he gets you 15 points. Yeah, he's been rising. Aaron Jones has been rising and Tyreek Hill has been falling. I did see in the preseason Tyreek Hill was catching, you know, some deep passes from Tua, but those passes from Mahomes would have been touchdown. That's what I noticed. I mean, he had to dive back for a couple and catch them and things like that. So that's where it kind of changes for me a bit. I think that's the narrative, but the truth is, didn't Tyreek only score like a handful of touchdowns, like three touchdowns or something like that on passes over 20 yards last year? Possibly, but, but he was also, I mean, a majority of his yards. I, I don't know. I just think it, he played most it, of it his snaps affect, out of the slot last year and was mostly a possession receiver. Yeah, but it could so, affect his it, it, it could affect his uh, overall, you know, 
playmaking ability if he's being underthrown too, though. That's yeah, the way I guess I'm, that's true. I'm but he's just the it. kind of player that can take it for you know for sixty yards it's and a touchdown to on any given play. Okay, so you're going keep Debo. I'm going keep Debo. I'm going to flip a coin, but like I'm leaning towards trading Hill and cutting Jones. Okay. Uh, what about you, Josh? What What would you do? Keep trade um, cut Debo Jones Hill. I agree with the uh, with Zach. Pretty much, no matter the scenario or or the um, you know, your league settings or anything, I'm going to take Debo as my the keep there, and then. Depending on if it's like a dynasty league or the redraft, I think I actually want Aaron Jones more this year than Tyreek Hill. I believe he's going to get the kind of volume that it takes to be an RB1. And I don't know if Tyreek Hill is going to get the volume that it takes to be a wide receiver one. But it's tough to say. He's just such a different talent. So He's shifty um, and he's tiny. <laughs> so he I'll, I'll, I'll change it up a little bit. I'll keep Debo trade Aaron Jones and cut Tyree kill, which sounds crazy to me. Okay. We got the tiebreaker here, Jordan. What, what are you going with? Keep trade cut Debo, Aaron Jones Hill. Ah, man, I'm going to have to agree with both of them and keep Debo. Um, But what I want to talk here about is like how close I feel like Aaron Jones is this year. Like we've seen in the past that when a team has a bunch of vacated targets, those targets will go to the running back position. And in this specific offense, we're talking about a great quarterback throwing to one of the only guys left that he knows he can trust in this offense. Aaron Jones is everybody's talked about how slated he is for like a huge workload through the air. And so that's that's something that's really hard to come by in fantasy where he's just going to touch the ball all the time he's trusted in the red zone he could end up having another like you know double digit like high teens uh touchdown season he's had 20 touchdowns before so um even with you know another option in aj Dillon, you don't have Devonte adams there there's a ton of vacated targets and not a lot of guys that aaron aaron Rodgers really trusts i'm like all in on aaron jones i maybe slightly favor debo but like I don't know. In a draft, I would probably take Aaron Jones over Debo there in the second round because you're not going to find as many running backs over the next few rounds that you like as you are wide receivers. And so, like, I'm way more likely to take a running back in the first or second round than a wide receiver because I know in the third, fourth, fifth rounds, there's a bunch of guys I like. Before we move on to the next guys, I just want to mention I have all three of those players on our Dynasty League. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's a good thing only <laughs> two of them will be decent. Um, oh, yeah, okay. I have two of no, them I, on one of I my guys' teams, hell. too. Um, okay, so I'm actually – I'm going to the, skip the middle ones that we got because I'm going to ask that one last. But this is – these are some more borderline end of the first and a 12-team early second round uh, running backs here. Curious how you guys will go with this one. So Alvin Kamara, uh, DeAndre Swift, and Saquon Barkley. Where would you go keep trade cut on these three? This is an interesting one because some people have Barkley really high. Some people have Camara really high now that we don't know about the suspension. And, you know, Swift is the same way. So, Zach, where would you go with this one? Redraft League, half point PPR. This one's honestly really hard because I look at all three of these guys and I see potential league winners. Um, I mean, every single one of those guys is maybe not quite, I mean, no one's quite Christian McCaffrey, but all of them have that just insane upside. They're all, you know, using the passing game. They can all just take one 80 yards and six points. Um, you know, I think the highest upside of all of them is still Barkley. Uh, but he's also got the lowest downside, that that injury risk. I know that they say it's not uh, you're not injury prone if you're injuring different parts of your body, but he it, always it's manages hard. to just randomly and in- he yeah. injured himself backing up and stepped on someone's foot. This guy can just miss time, but it's still, I agree, he's got the most upside. I mean, if any of these guys are falling to me, uh, I'm excited. But, you know, given given the game, um, man, uh, I'm going to keep Kamara. It sounds more and more like suspension's not coming this year. Uh, if news of that changes, my, my rankings change immediately. Uh, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trade Swift. I think he's got almost as much upside as anybody there. Uh, but with the the actual carry competition, he's going to do all of his damage, or not all, but most of his damage through the passing game. 
Uh, I'll take him. He's safe to me. And then just with those concerns, I, I, I got to let Barkley go begrudgingly. Okay. Josh, what about you? Where you got this one? I'm glad you threw it to me. I'm ready to talk about this. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to plant my flag and say Alvin Kamara here firmly is my keep. Um, with Yeah, with no suspension coming this year, I think New Orleans has the best offense of any of these teams, and he's got you know control of that backfield. They're going to use a little bit of a committee, but so is everybody. Maybe Saquon has the most share of his backfield, but it's also the worst offense. It's such a bad offensive line. Um, maybe they've turned it around a little bit in the offseason, but I don't believe nope, in nope. anything going on <laughs> in New York. So, yeah, that's, uh, well, I guess New Jersey, right? They don't even play in New York. But uh, yeah. that's that's my take on, on the Giants. And so I'm going to actually probably trade Swift, um, who I – I believe in, you know, as an immense talent, but once again, Detroit just doesn't have that great of an offense, but they have a much better offensive line. So that matters a little bit more. He's also going to get, I think, just as many or more targets as Saquon. So I want the guy who's going to catch passes. I want the guy who's going to be in a moving offense. He's going to have chances to score touchdowns. So that's where I'm going. So Uh, so far we're on consensus then of keep Kamara cut, or trade uh, Swift and cut Barkley. Yep. Jordan, yeah, do you agree with that? I do not agree with that. Like, give me Barkley. I'm keeping Barkley. Jordan like, likes the upside. He's 25 years old. He's going to touch the ball an absolute ton. Like He's going to have easily 80% in that backfield where he's just on the field all the time, catching passes, running the ball. Like He's going to have the goal line work everything absolutely everything that you could want and as long as he is able to stay healthy which that's a risk for every running back every running back is you know they could all get hurt um how often are the giants going to be at the goal line this year a lot more with a healthy barkley and we have to project that he's going to be healthy and they have a new offense there like new coaching staff like everything we we can't really first year though Okay, but we have seen Saquon thrive. Still a really good offensive coordinator coming in. in That's true. Exactly. We've seen Saquon thrive in in a way worse situation. They actually have other weapons there in New York with Kadarius Toney and um, uh, Wandale Robinson Robinson and like some other guys who who can make people miss, who can make plays happen. I noticed you didn't mention Kenny Galladay. No, I did not mention Kenny Galladay. so, uh, man, I believe in Saquon's <laughs> upside. I'm taking him with my keep. I'm going to trade Kamara and cut Swift. Um, I think, like, there's a lot of mouths to Ooh. feed in Detroit. And uh, I think, you know, uh, you know, the Giants have a lot of mouths to feed as well. But I just kind of have a belief that that offense is going to like take a slight step forward, even if Daniel Jones isn't really any better. Like the pieces around him are going to help move the ball better. Um, So I think Saquon's just got a ton of upside. I I want him like I I would take him on the turn, you know, like in the first round, second beginning of the second round. Like I think his upside's great. And, He's gonna he's gonna be just touching the ball all the time. Can I ask like all you missed King in fantasy, and he's still only twenty five. He could be the RB one. Well, Swift is like twenty three, right? Yes, but Swift is gonna touch the ball way yeah. way less in probably just as bad of an offense. Like, does anybody really believe in the running back for Detroit more than they believe in the running back for the Giants? Just because of the football team that they play for, like that's. You know, that's not good analysis. Like I both those teams are terrible. Lions are markably better than the Giants this year. I think Detroit's substantially I, better. Than I New think York. Detroit yeah, I, I agree with that. I think Detroit is better. But I think that it could be a lot closer. I mean, Swift was up there early last season. I think he was the RB seven to you know, for the first few weeks of the season. He was getting his carries, he was getting his passes. I I think all three of these have – I have Kamara ranked the highest personally, but I think you had a follow-up question. Zach had a follow-up question. I do, uh, especially like we're, we're ranking all these guys in a vacuum, right? But say say you are taking Saquon 
you know, uh, does that change your your roster construction? If you're you're swinging for the fences, but he's a bit riskier, do you do you go for somebody else who's similar, like, and just do, go for all the home runs, or do you try and get somebody safer to like pair with him? Right, like, is James Connor the ideal Jordan? That's pair there, that's mainly or... for you. <laughs> I would say swing for the fences. Like, if you can get. Saquon like later in the second because there's guys you like more in the first that fall to you and you can see if you can get him like and you can grab him you know early to mid second round like that's awesome but like if you want him on your team and you're at the back end of the first on the turn you're gonna have to take him there and I'm comfortable doing that that's what I'm saying all right, you're giving people that confidence. Absolutely. I so just, I've seen like Camara. All you miss King, he's going to touch the ball all the I time. I can't argue with that. That's, that's the game the plan time. is he's feed the rock to Saquon. He's years old. Like, we're, you know, we're talking about like a, a guy who but came I've seen... out as one of the elite athletes coming out of college, one of the like most touted running backs to ever okay, come out Okay, but how much does that change after multiple injuries? We've never seen him return to that form necessarily. He's not coming off of something like a torn Achilles or anything like that. Like he's coming off of, you know, ankle sprains and things that could happen to literally anybody and that shouldn't have like a long term impact. So I just I believe in Saquon Barkley as a talent. And I think when you're gonna touch the ball that much, even if it's in bad offense. Now I've like, seen I've seen Camara you could James Robinson it, you know, like that could be his floor. It would be like an RB four style James Robinson year where he touches the ball so much that like he's still scoring 20 points, even when they lose by 20 doesn't matter. I think there's more weapons to use on the giants than there were in Jacksonville that year, but maybe you're right. There's definitely more. So I've seen Camara though, starting to rise. I have him. I have him as like my RB seven. And, yeah, he's up there for you know, me I've too. got him up there pretty high and I've seen I've seen people start to grab him now that the suspension isn't going to happen in the first round as early as, you know, pick 107, 108. Would you would you reach and take Saquon over him then in the first round? If you had the 107, 108, would you rather take you know, would you rather take the risk on Barkley or the, you know, almost sure-handed numbers you're going to get out of Camara that early. I mean, by the ADP, like on sleeper, at least right now, you could try and play the ADP game and take Camara in the first and get Saquon in the second. Like that's, that's an yeah. option okay. if you're at the, you know, if you're at the back of the first, uh, like the one, nine, one, 10, one, 11, somewhere in there. I think the one Oh seven though, he's right. Like 10 okay. picks later, you're not going to get both those guys. Yeah. Not especially not in your home say, league. Like, both they're those probably going to be RB heavy. Dancing. Oh man, same. If you can take Camara yeah, and both those guys, Barkley, dancing. yeah, do it. Or Camara and Swift, or yeah. Swift and Barkley. Yeah, get that combo. But yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Like nitpicking guys, between. Yeah, we're nitpicking between guys. Like I like all three of these guys. Yeah, I'd like, take any of them as my RB one probably. I'm, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think all of okay. these guys are worth drafting as your RB1. They have the upside to okay. finish as like top three guys. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move into – so now I'm going to like completely shift away from the wide receiver you know, running back position here. I'm going to talk about three mid-round quarterbacks. Uh, these are going anywhere from the sixth round to the seventh round usually um, and for, for quarterbacks here. So – I'm going to do redraft a four-point passing touchdown, keep trade cut, Hurts, Kyler Murray, and Russell Wilson. Who would you go with, Zach? Keep trade cut, Hurts, Kyler, Wilson. Um, I'm about to get some dirty looks here. Um, for me, the the obvious, to me, cut is is Russell Wilson. Um, I, I I grew up in the Northwest. I, I begrudgingly saw a lot of Seahawks games. Dude, dude is great. He's he's amazing, or or was. Um, last we saw him, he wasn't looking so nice. <laughs> Obviously, that's supposed to have healed by now. Uh, he's going to a new offense. They've got weapons. The way I look at Russ, uh, they have almost too many weapons, especially on the ground. Um, I think he's going to have some absolutely monster weeks, especially week one 
against Seattle. He's going to like drop 75 points on them. Uh, I think he's going to have a lot of dud weeks too, honestly. He doesn't run it as much as he used to, whereas the other two do. You know, um, quarterbacks who scramble, who pick up yards on the ground, they're, they're, they're cheat codes. They get you free points. Uh, you know, Tim Tebow is fantasy relevant. Obviously, these guys are all better than that. But uh, the, the next one, um, I'm going to keep, again, as a Cowboys fan, it hurts me to say it a little bit. I'm going to keep Jalen Hurts. Uh, I, I've been, uh, I've caught some flack for it before. I think he may be playing for his job. He's a, uh, he's a better fantasy quarterback than he is a real life quarterback. They went out and they got him some weapons. Uh, this is a big year for him. He's going to, you know, he's going to try and prove it. They've got a lot of draft capital coming up next year. They've given him the keys to the car. They're trying to make the playoffs. I, I think he, he could, he could finish as a quarterback one overall, or he could be out of a job. But, you know, like like you were saying with the running back, swing for the fences. Uh, Kyler, to me, has just as much upside, though. He's on a better team. Uh, I, I would keep him. Absolutely. Sorry, trade hurts. Keep keep Kyler. Okay. All right. Uh, Josh, what about you? Where are you at on, on these three guys? I know where your rankings are, so I'm curious to see what you say. You know, I probably should look at my rankings before I actually say this. But uh, I, I'm... <laughs> very much the opposite of Zach because I'm going to keep Russell Wilson and uh, I, I want to talk about <laughs> I knew you were going to say that <laughs> I, I want to talk about this man's touchdown rate this dude has a historic like hall of fame touchdown rate Zach talks about how he doesn't run the ball as much it doesn't matter he throws touchdowns he throws them better than anybody else in the NFL and He's going to do it with these weapons like crazy this year. And he's in an offense where you're going to have he's, – he's in a division where you're going to have to produce those kind of points to try to even make the playoffs. So the way that I see it, Russell Wilson is is a great pick in those mid-rounds. And that's another reason that I'm keeping him. He's, you get him usually later than Hurts or Kyler. So I'm going to go ahead and, you know, in a – contextual manner of I would much rather have Wilson on my team because I usually get a better player around before that I don't have to spend a pick on Hertz or Kyler. So okay like so that. keep Wilson who's your yes, keep who's Wilson. your uh, I'm gonna trade, trade Hertz and, and I'm gonna cut Kyler. Yep. I think okay. Hertz is gonna run that's that's so probably where much I'm at this year. He's going to run like crazy. It's, it's close for me between Wilson and Hertz as far as my keep. Jordan's shaking his head. He doesn't agree with me at all, and I love it. All right, Jordan, where, where are you at with this one? Are you, are you a Kyler, Kyler keep here? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, okay. like we're That's talking good. about a quarterback who he was, what, the QB one through the first nine weeks of the season last year. They were the last team undefeated, like, he has weapons around him, even though DeAndre Hopkins is suspended. So, and he he he's runs like he's already proven way more than Jalen Hurts. Hasn't he run less and less every year? Uh, he's had some ankle injuries, like some sprained ankles and stuff, that I think have held him back the last couple years. So, like his rookie year and the year after, like were were higher run rates than than this last year, but. I think he's going to still be, you know, he's he's extremely athletic. He's often like the fastest player on the field. Yeah, the guy's crazy twitchy and he's going to like he makes his runs count. He runs in the red zone, runs for touchdowns like he's going to vulture a bunch from James Conner. It's going to be frustrating for James Conner owners. Um, He's just an awesome weapon. And with the guys around him like Hollywood Brown, and, uh, you know, he lost he lost guys like Christian Kirk, but he still has weapons there. They're talking about Rondale Moore is going to be way more involved in still the Christian Kirk role. He's got Zach Ertz and then he's going to get DeAndre Hopkins back. He still has the ghost of A.J. Green. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it, there's guys there to make plays for him and he can, make, he can make plays for himself. I'm I'm keeping Kyler, who's already done it, who's got a shot to be QB one. I'm talking about already done it. Russell Wilson has already done it. All right. That's (laughs) fair, but you need to project. Russell Wilson hasn't besides last year when he was injured, he hasn't. He always finishes top 10. 
Like, I think it's even better than that. Yeah, I think he has. I'm pretty sure Jot. No, he's finished 11 one, or two seasons, but he's also finished as the RB1 twice and the RB8. Uh, RB1 so, twice. You know, QB. He usually finishes about. Sorry, Russell the, Q, Wilson, the QB1 right? twice. QB1? Yes. We're not talking about RB. Yes, we are talking about the QBs, not the. The Arby's. I don't even quarterback know quarterback for the Denver RB Broncos. Really, okay, yeah, that doesn't. Is, I, no. I feel like I feel like yes, that's thank you. Is a roast beef and cheddar, though. I feel like a Broncos fan. Does it worry you about the new Call of Duty coming out, though? <laughs> no, no, it doesn't worry me about the <laughs> no? new Call of Duty coming out. I think like the, the I mean, reason that we've talked so Kyler much about this is Call, Call of Duty the, comes out. There's nothing going on during the off season, so they will talk about absolutely anything they can. Those, you know, those people in the media like us who who have to find something to talk about. You know, let's do it. Like they just, you know, so they talk about his uh, his video gaming. I don't think that really matters. Like I've seen the statistics, it's not like anything crazy. Um, you know, it could almost be exp- like it's probably just as easily explained by like injuries, home and away games, different things like that. Like it's pretty small sample sizes. Um, Kyler's awesome. He's been great, and he's going to continue to be great. Um, and he's got weapons around him. Hertz has shown that he has the potential to be great. And he's had some small spurts where he's mm. been the QB one and he can run, but that offense has not been the high volume crazy, you know, like, like Arizona is going to run way more plays than the Eagles unless they speed up by a lot compared to the last, you know, several years, that's, you know, the entire truth. time that uh, Cliff Kingsbury's been in Arizona, they've been a really fast paced offense. They run plays at a higher rate than almost every other team in the league. So Kyler Murray is going to be out there running the ball, chucking the ball down to Marquise Brown. He's going to have weapons the whole time. Like he's, he's just great. And um, so, you know, as long as he's, you know, he, he's another guy where it's like people worry about the injuries and stuff, but there's no reason to believe that those things are like lingering issues. Um, I'm confident in Kyler. I like him a little bit more than Hertz. I think the value on Hertz is a little better because maybe you can snag him around later. But sometimes Kyler falls, you know, so because people just don't want to take him. Sometimes you can get a real value yeah, on Kyler sure. and get him like where, right where you'd take Hertz or maybe even later. I'll put it out there. I took Tyler. Uh, I took Kyler as my QB one in a Superflex Dynasty League just recently. Yeah, and then I took in the second round, Russell Wilson. So I like both these guys a lot, no matter what the, the, you know, format is. My, my issue with Russ is that you need to project him to throw like 45 plus touchdowns for him to have the shot at being like a top three quarterback. Whereas it's like, that's all you need. That's what they got him to do. It is what they got him to do, but that's still like an, an extremely high rate. That is like, his you career know, like rate <laughs> he's in a new offense we haven't seen him in this system at all and you know that's sure it like it also is he's way also more... handing off to he's handing off to javante williams now not you know rashad penny not like marshawn lynch i'm gonna make him down well he didn't put up 45 touchdowns with marshawn lynch though his best seasons came with like chris carson Someone who they were, you know, he, he had good far seasons. Fewer were rushing quarterbacks back in like the few years where he was finishing QB one. There wasn't guys like Lamar Jackson, and you know, like he he finished. Like I'm, sh- there's been some guys before. I'm not saying there's nobody. There's Michael Vick and like lots of examples of this, but like it wasn't near as prevalent. Sure. Now it's like, but he also know, was a rushing quarterback the of the league. Yeah, and he was one but of the higher his, rushers. As time then. has gone on, his game has evolved, and he now throws for way more yards than he ever did, and throws more touchdowns. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's hop in. Let's hop into the right. the, the the next the next. They're segment. all great. I mean, Russell Wilson's <laughs> going to the Hall of Fame. Like, absolutely. I'm, I'm just saying, like, for my fantasy team, I would rather have Kyler Hurts. I prefer Kyler to Hurts in general. Hertz is the best value. It's a tough, 
you know, in a vacuum, I would keep Kyler, trade Hurts, cut Wilson, but they're all really good quarterbacks. Like, yeah, fair. for sure. All right, so in this next segment, I'm going to ask you guys a series of questions. You're going to just rate on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest. I think it's definitely going to happen. 1 being I don't think it's going to happen at all. So just a 1 to 10 answer on the questions that I ask you. And uh, tell me what the likelihood is that you see these happening. So, uh, Zach, we'll start with you first. So, um, on a scale of 1 to 10, Aaron Jones will finish as a top five running back this season. Oh, three. I, I'm i not saying it's not going to happen, but I, I would not put any money on that. Uh, I kind of touched on it earlier. Dude's a stud. But he, he's going to share the ball with Dylan. They're both still going to get touches, but like, can you tell me right now in December who's going to be getting the goal line carries? Because I don't know. I would they say probably them. AJ Dillon. They split them last year down yeah. the stretch. And that was as Dillon was coming on. Now he's got more practice in that role. You know, they're both, uh, I think the coach came out and said they're 1A, 1B. Uh, I think it's going to, they're both going to get volume, uh, but to the detriment of each other in a fantasy aspect. It's good for the team, but I would, yeah, three. Okay. I'm going to ask this next one to Jordan because I already know Josh's answer to this one. Um, <laughs> about that predictable? So you are 100% that predictable. Wait till you hear the question. So on a scale of 1 to 10, Jordan, Austin Eckler will have 12 total touchdowns or less this season. Ooh, Ooh 12 or less. Yeah, I'd say that's probably like a 6. Like I'd I'd put it at more than fifty fifty that he's he's under that mark just because of like standard touchdown regression. Like Austin Eckler's great, um, he could easily surpass that mark. But just if I'm like if I'm placing a bet on this, I'm putting my money. I'm taking the under. Like, you know, that's that's the smart bet. There's all kinds of things that could cause him to not get to twelve touchdowns. Whereas like. He would have to have a fantastic season again after a what he scored twenty touchdowns last year. That sounds right. He had eight yeah, in I think the air. he did. Yeah, so just the odds of hitting any kind of mark like that again are are pretty low. Um, but he's still an awesome running back, and you know he could he could do it again. Still, he's going to get the passing volume. He probably has the goal line work. The other guys there are like Josh Kelly got the second offense. spot. So like. We know kind of what Josh Kelly is. He's nothing that exciting. Like he's not going to take the role from Austin Eckler in anything. Eckler's going to have the high value touches. So, that's, okay. you know, that's what we want in fantasy. So we, got a, we got a six on that one. All right, we're going to stick with the Chargers' offense with this one. So, yeah. Josh, <laughs> yeah, do you? What are the chances on a scale of one to ten that Mike Williams will outscore Keenan Allen on the season? Yeah, I'm going to go even up from Jordan on this one. I'm going to go like seven. I think there's a good shot. The more I look into it, the more I'm like, man, Mike Williams is is on such an upward trend of of just being a, being a useful part of this offense. Um, Keenan Allen used to be, you know, the clear and away first read for, for the Chargers for years and years and years, and that doesn't seem like necessarily the case anymore, but – it's it's really hard to say, but I also I think that he gets the the deep work and you know deep targets from Justin Herbert are worth um, in, insane amounts of value in fantasy football. So can and he was can a, he was a top a five. Yeah, go ahead. Can we take a second to talk about Keenan Allen? I I think this is important because I think if you're in a PPR league, there's no problem with taking Keenan Allen. I agree. Stunned. You're gonna be just fine if you are in a half PPR. Or uh, a standard or a standard league, I, I really don't even want Keenan Allen on my team. Yeah, especially, like, especially and, and if you talk him. dynasty too. I mean, if you go this, so I know we're talking redraft mainly, but I mean, if you're talking dynasty too, I mean, now's the time to start look to to shipping him off if you can. Yep, especially where you have to take him. I mean, he's going in like the third or fourth round. I mean, we're we're talking his highest scoring game last year was 19.9. Um, he had several games where he didn't even hit double digits. Like, 
and he only scored, let's see, six touchdowns on the season. He had yeah. one game where he scored. The game where he scored two touchdowns, he had 19.9. Wow. Like, you know. And Mike it, Williams I mean, was a top five wide receiver to start the season before his knee injury. Yeah, his, yeah but that's his, the thing about Mike Williams, too. The guy plays banged up a lot. Yeah, but Keenan mm-hmm. Allen's efficiency has been dropping year over year. And these numbers last year, like they're like, he's not winning you weeks by any means. Now, if you like, if you take some risky wide receivers that you feel like, like if you have a high variance guy, maybe a Tyree kill as your wide receiver one and Keenan Allen's like your wide receiver three or something, it's not that bad, but like, Man, the upside just feels like it's not there. The it feels like the upside's all with like the Mike Williamses and the the James or Joshua Palmer really late. Like guys yeah. like that who maybe His like floor is to- unbelievable though. His floor is just so steady. Like Yeah, but with the floor like what does seven points get you? Yeah, I'll tell you who also has a seven point floor, uh Hunter Renfro. And you can get him six rounds later. And that's and that's what I mean by like if you're in half PPR or standard, like I don't I don't really want him on my team. If I'm in full PPR, like that that seven points becomes like eleven points if you're in full PPR. And then it's like okay, cool. Like he's he's almost never going to score less than double digits points. Like he's he's a fine safe play as like a wide receiver two, wide receiver three guy. But outside of full PPR, hmm. Okay. I mean, I can see it. I can see it. I'm definitely, I'm definitely bigger on him in in full PPR. So, Oh yeah. All right. Well, this next one stays in the division. Uh, Curious what, what you have to say on this one, Zach, because of your Russell Wilson take. So Jerry Judy will finish with at least a thousand yards and eight touchdowns on the season this year. All right. Well, this is hard because of the touchdowns. I have no doubt in my mind that, you know, barring injury, He's going to hit a thousand yards. Uh, yeah. That, that draft with him, uh, rugs and lamb, like that was supposed to be a generational wide receiver draft. Uh, I was doing my dynasty research and, and Jerry Judy was, was my guy. Um, now, you know, it's changed a little bit as the Cowboys have drafted lamb and Judy just decided to, uh, have a little bit of a drop problem. Uh, I still think he's an absolute stud though. Um, you know, going from drew lock. We're going to ignore that drop problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For uh for this analysis, I'm gonna ignore all his downside and uh, just look at the upside. Um, <laughs> you know, going going to Russell Wilson, even with the drops, um, he, he's gonna get a thousand yards. I think that's that's almost a lock. Like, I would put money on that. Eight touchdowns, though. That's that's the caveat. Uh, I, I'd put it at a five. Fifty uh, percent happens or it doesn't. You know, um, I could absolutely see it, or I could see him. You know, rolling back with four touchdowns again. They do have a lot of weapons. They play in an insane division and an insane conference. Ah, you know. I think this one would have been different. It would have been lower for me if Tim Patrick hadn't got hurt. I think the eight touchdowns is a possibility because it is kind of a coin toss between Sutton and Judy, which one of them, which is I think where the 50-50 comes in. Is it Sutton or is it Judy or who emerges later on in the season? Well, six months from now, if you came to me and you're like, can you believe Jerry Judy had – 13 touchdowns this last year i'd be like yeah absolutely you guys a stud but to predict it i i that's a lot that's a big number it feels bold yeah uh you know i'd lean more maybe i'll give him a six or five and a half okay okay um all right i'm gonna i'll move out of the 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 division for this next one for just wait can i ask you a question yeah who's a wide receiver that's guaranteed eight touchdowns did you guys hear that on the mic? No, no. Oh, I don't think, I don't think there is anybody that's guaranteed a touchdowns. But that's kind of the if you're trying to predict, Mike Evans. predict if you're Before trying to the, predict for redraft, though, like are you going Jerry Judy or are you going Cortland Sutton? One of them will have over eight touchdowns. Like one of them has to with how many touchdowns he throws. They will have to have over eight touchdowns. I think it's going to be so funny when when all of them end up with eight touchdowns. It's going to be 
Judy and Sutton and Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon all have eight touchdowns. <laughs> I would be okay with all of them having eight touchdowns. Well, I, I wouldn't, but it's going to be funny. Before the trade, uh, I would have said Devontae Adams when he was still with the Packers, but to just plant a flag and be like, oh, minimum eight. I, it's hard to do for anybody, honestly. But Mike, Mike Evans, I think, is... yeah. Evans is the safest bet to just score at least eight touchdowns. I think Debo Samuel will have at least eight touchdowns. Oh, I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. Devo's so fucking good. At, I'm oops, sorry. I know we don't usually swear, but Devo's so dang good. And uh... oh, jeez. Okay. Um. So next one. This one's gonna go to you, Josh. Uh, do you think DJ Moore scores more than six touchdowns this year? He's only had four touchdowns. In his first three years, every season, four touchdowns, four touchdowns, four touchdowns. Does he Can you finally guys hear me get shaking over my head that? right now? <laughs> do you think he, he hits do. six touchdowns? No, I okay. don't. So what's I, a scale I of one to ten? We think it's a okay. So uh, a three, a three. Yeah, I'm I don't know. Yeah. I'm higher. Yeah, than, I'd go I'm even lower. I'm like a one. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I think, yeah, a three out of ten makes sense. Um, he's never done it before. His offense is maybe a little bit improved, but not that much. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's still going to get all of the valuable touches there. As Ask OBJ and Jarvis Landry if Baker Mayfield throws touchdowns to wide receivers. Yeah, I was going to say, do you remember how good Odell Beckham Jr. used to be at wide receiver? And he did nothing with him. Yeah, he left and went to the Rams and scored more touchdowns than he had with OBJ or with uh, Baker. I think DJ Moore is phenomenal, but it's Baker Mayfield. He can't, like, he can't, can't, catch, he can't catch a break. Catch some touchdowns. Can't catch a break. <laughs> Tony Tremble. So, so they're running back. Christian McCaffrey Tremble, will catch a bunch right. of touchdowns. Yep. Okay. Uh, so I bet Tremble has more touchdowns than DJ Moore. Oh God! Are you? Does really, anybody want to water bet that? that? Oh, I'll, wa- I'll water. I'll, I'll water bet you. Yeah, I'll water Dude, bet. You. Actually, I'll, I'd put money on that that Tommy Tremble has more touchdowns than DJ Moore. <laughs> I'll I'll, I'll water bucks. bet you. Let's put it on the board. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Okay. All right. Kay. Next one. Next one I got here is uh, on a one to ten. Jordan uh, Christian Watson is the Packers' wide receiver one. By week six. Three. Who do you think the wide receiver one will be then? Lizard. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Then he's, a, then he's an absolute steal at his ADP. AJ Dillon. And then behind Liz, well, it's okay, Aaron Jones. you know what? It's Aaron Jones. Like it, it's it's a combo of Aaron Jones and Lazard, and then the wide receiver two is a combo of like AJ Dillon and uh, Tunyon if he's healthy, and Randall Cobb and uh, Dubs and Watson, like kind of combined. Like they're Are both going to get some run. Like yeah, Watson's better than Dubs. I'd rather have him over Dobbs, but So do you think just the, the massive spread around of everything is gonna just make everybody kinda lackluster in in their performance? No. I don't think it'll make him lackluster. I think Lazard's definitely worth owning, especially at his ADP, and I think both the running backs are great where they're going. Yeah. Uh, that's just who I'm most confident in. Like those guys are studs, so I don't see any reason to think they won't just like really dominate touches and continue to make a good offense good. Okay. All right. So next one's kind of an interesting one to Zach. Uh, scale of one to ten, that AJ Brown doesn't finish the season as a top twelve wide receiver this year. You can't see it, but I have the the biggest uh, poo eating grin on my face right now. Uh, anytime I can dump on Philly, I'm gonna take it. Uh, <laughs> that's a nine. Dude, dude is great, but dude gets hurt all the time. Uh, their quarterback, Jalen Hurts, great for fantasy. A touchdown earlier. He he's a little better, but he's not a lot better of a passer than I am. Uh, he is an absolutely electric <laughs> athlete. 
He will put up numbers. He's going to be Come playing for on. his job. He had the Heisman winner, Devontae Smith, running wide open over the middle last year and couldn't hit him. Just wide open. And, you know, I, I was hoping, you know, that Philly would lose a few more games than they did. Um, to other teams, obviously, Dallas beat him twice. It's whatever. But uh, he just missed guys. You know, uh, he even had Ertz for the half, first half of the season and Goddard. And neither one put up the numbers they put up with with Carson Wentz. I mean, he's he's a great fantasy player as a quarterback. A.J. Brown is an absolute stud. They got a great deal for him. He's worth the contract. He's going to put up massive, massive numbers when they draft another quarterback next year. <laughs> I, love, I love the hot take. Okay, 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 okay. I, I, I probably should ask that one to someone else. But, you know, it was fun, it was fun to hear it. So. Oh, that um, was that's an that's indictment. spicy. Yeah. All right. Plant that flag. He planted the flag. He doesn't People think Hurts love Jalen Hurts. You're like, like, I mean, this Cowboy is episode fan. six, and you are gonna get hate mail. Yeah, Bring that's for watch- Philly fans, dude. That's probably like. <laughs> <laughs> it's I've be been graphic. fighting those guys on the internet for decades. Uh, I watched him get benched in college. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. Like, obviously, there's a bit of hyperbole <laughs> thrown in there. I just don't think he's as good as he is fantasy wise in real life. All right. I got two, two questions left. So, uh, uh, Josh, I'm going to give you this one scale of one to 10. What are the chances that George Pickens scores more fantasy points than Deontay Johnson this season? <laughs> scale of one to 10. What do you that think? Pickens outscores Deontay Johnson. You asked this to the right guy because I've never been a Deontay Johnson believer. Uh, oh, but but listen, guys, we need to text, temper our expectations here. Nobody at the Steelers is going to score a whole lot of fantasy points this season. So <laughs> you don't where does that yours? leave oh. us? <laughs> Ouch. Um, yeah, you know, I, I may not be a fan in the same division as the Steelers, but just like Zach, I don't believe in anything they have going on at quarterback right now. Um, if Deontay Johnson gets peppered with targets, like he has the last couple years with big Ben, who, you know, slung the ball at a crazy high rate, um, then he's going to have a fine season, but I don't think that he or George Pickens is going to get near the target volume it's going to take to be, you know, all that impressive or be a wide receiver one. So at the end of the season, probably George, George Frickin does, doesn't eclipse Deontay Johnson in fantasy points, unless this shoulder injury really, you know, causes a setback or another injury happens, but I don't think that's the case. So probably like a mm, three. Okay. Pickens would have to score a lot of touchdowns. Deontay's going to get the volume. Yeah, uh, you know, if Pickens finds the end zone a bunch, it's it's possible. Um, it could happen. I could see it, but I would, yeah, you know. it could happen. That's that's where I'm at. It could happen. What are the odds? Can I ask one, please? It's really relevant. Let's get let's hear it. What are the odds Pickens outscores Claypool? Uh, a ten. I don't think that. I think it's a seven though. Yeah, Ooh. like six or seven. I think. I think early on, uh, you know, Tomlin's still going to go with the veteran. Not that they're that old, but the guy who's been there for a couple of years. Uh, and I think Pickens will overtake him as the season goes on. But if we're taking a, a full year sample, uh, it, it's going to be close. I'm getting hot and bothered here <laughs> as yeah. a Pickens owner in George, Dynasty. George told me earlier today Pickens should have been around, around one pick. They still don't have much of a quarterback throwing, though. So it's not like when I say he's outscoring Claypool, it's not saying much. But he I definitely been. think I'm almost 100%. I'm literally almost 100% sure he will outscore Claypool. Listen, when I say that Pickens should have been around one pick, what I mean is either Green Bay or Kansas City should have drafted him at the end of round one. That would have that been would disgusting. Have been. If Green Bay would have taken Pickens, oh my gosh. Talk about the. Camp hype that would have been around that. Jordan right now. He's wiping the sweat from his brow. He wouldn't have, he wouldn't have got Pickens in the in the. No, I wouldn't have got him draft. at two one where I got him. Yeah, he wouldn't have got. You him. could have got him at one two probably. 
Yeah. But I'm happy that you got the second or third read for uh, Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett. I'm happy for you. Okay, Pickett's look good, all right? We'll <laughs> see what happens there. There's, It looks like there's a reason he was actually drafted in the first round, unlike every other quarterback in this class. They should have taken Malik Willis. Ooh. No. You like Malik, huh? I do. He might be yeah. special. Yeah, all right, it's well, too I bad Ryan Daniel is actually pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, I got one one final question. This one's going to go to Jordan. This is probably a little going to be a wee bit of a biased answer if I have to say, but I'll I'll try and not. Uh... OK, but I, I still think I know what <laughs> yeah, your answer that's a lie. is. OK, on a scale of one to ten, what are the chances Dalvin Cook finishes as a top three running back this season? Um. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, he's going to have a, a pretty big workload. I think that workload's going to have like less rushing volume and more passing volume because of the change in the offense. So, and he's he's a really good pass catching running back who's just going to see good volume in a really good offense. It's going to like they're going to score a lot. Uh, he should have positive touchdown regression from last year. Like he only scored, I think it was six last year, which was way down from his career averages. He but had like, like twenty five carries in the in the from the five yard on and only scored four times. That yeah, and he does wasn't happen. He he wasn't way lower in the other metrics that would indicate that he's like you like know, lost a step like lost yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. And so he's only 26. Like, yeah, that's kind of the worrisome point, but like, he's, he's kind of on the front edge of that. You know, I'm not concerned with Dalvin cook right now. Madison's a good backup, but he's not like going to replace Dalvin cook mm-hmm. this year or anything. And he's not like, it's not like when Derek Henry was knocking at the door on a uh, DeMarco Murray or anything like that. So I'm, I I love Dalvin Cook top three. I'd 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 give it a seven. Ooh, oh, like it's it's more likely than for a lot of other players. So that's why I'm if, giving if he it has that the, high. If he has the positive touchdown regression, like he should, if he gets eight of those touchdowns in, and you know. And he plays you know, like 15, 16, 17 games. Like that's all it's yeah. going to take is that and yep. some positive touchdown regression in a good offense. He could easily have 13, 14 touchdowns and um, and he'll have enough passing volume to to put him up there. So that could easily equal RB3. Yep. I've got a little follow-up question for that. If Dalvin Cook finishes as a top three RB, do the Vikings make the playoffs this year? I think I think they'll make the yeah I think they'll make it regardless. The NFC's weak. I really they're they're one of my two like kind of sneaker sleeper teams in general. Yeah, I think Philly's gonna make the playoffs as as a wild card. With that, I think Philly wins the division. (laughs) Oh, poor Zach! Plant that flag. With with that new offense in Minnesota, yeah, I like them to make the playoffs. Um, they're in a pretty like a pretty soft division with how like how much of a hit the offense has taken in Green Bay. It's still a really good defense in Green oh, Bay. Yeah. And yeah. Minnesota's defense they have a great O-line is too, not so. good and is kind of overrated. Like people think it might bounce back, and I'm worried it might not be <laughs> very good again. Like it might be really, really bad again. Yeah. Like it could be Where super juicy the reason for they fantasy. <laughs> um, they lose close games a lot. Yep. You know, it's tough, like when you're the Chargers or something like that, and all you do is lose close. How many games does Minnesota have on primetime, though? That's a real decider with Cousins. Yeah, that matters. Captain Kirk just can't do it. Good question. So, and I like well, I like Christian Kirk this year with the weapons he's got, and Justin Jefferson's going to just ball out. Or not Christian Kirk. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. (laughs) Christian Kirk. Yeah, we talked about him earlier. Great quarterback. Uh, um, all right. Well, you know what? Thank you all so much for stopping in for episode six. Thanks Zach for, uh, joining us on this, this special episode for everybody. Thanks for having me. And, uh, just shout out to everybody. Um, if you can get your league mates to host a, uh, fantasy football podcast, you get all their info. Uh, absolutely do that. (laughs) 
It works out well for him. Zach so. reaps the benefits. So he has to come on every sixth episode and spew yeah, some and, nonsense and he about gets how to hear all Billy of the is. players. Yep, he gets all of my players. <laughs> so uh, you guys can find us on our main Twitter at Best Coast FF. You can find me on Twitter at BCFF underscore Brandon. You can find uh, Jordan at BCFF underscore Jordan and Josh at BCFF underscore Josh. And if you want to uh, spit some hate at Zach, he doesn't have a Twitter. So I got just, burners. Yeah, just <laughs> just hit me up on on Twitter. I'll make sure to forward it over to him and and uh, we'll let him know all the, the Philly hate that comes through on us. Uh, if you like <laughs> the episode, you like the podcast, make sure to hit that follow button. Uh, subscribe it means Leave a lot a review to us. Too. Yes, definitely leave a review. We really appreciate everyone hanging out and listening in. Uh, we've seen we've seen some some downloads recently in Belgium and all over the place. We appreciate all you guys for for listening in to us. It, it really means a lot. So, thanks everybody. And uh, Josh Jordan, I'll uh, I'll be home soon and we can uh, get another episode recorded. Thanks guys. Yeah, Two weeks. Good luck in all your drafts, everybody. Yeah, have a good draft, everybody. Listen to our mock draft episode if you need some advice. Two weeks, two weeks till the season. It's almost done. All right. Thanks, everybody.